gentlemen, boys and girls, good people and inhabitants of planet Earth, both foreign and domestic. Welcome to the Dura Human Paradox. I'm your host, Darius Riddick, and I would like to thank you for joining me in what is nominally the next stage of evolution for humankind. On this day in history, May 24th, 1883, the Brooklyn Bridge opens. So what does that give us? Uh, boy, maths, quick maths, long maths. Don't know, 150 years, I think. <laughs> if I'm wrong on that, then whatever, man. Hey, look, I'm not a mathematician. But I think one of the things that is 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 great about historical accounts is because it gives us some sort of idea of where we are. Uh, it, it gives us an ability to have some sort of move movement forward and uh it allows us to understand where we've been right to, to, re to remove this idea of trial and error and to better pave the way for the generation that is going to secede us because it's been done for us and it is what allows us to be here today including you listening to me and including the time whenever that is that i actually recorded this so uh it is something to be grateful for and something to discuss so despite the uh controversial uh, attitudes and opinions behind uh, history. Hey, look, it happened. And because of it, we're here. So an attitude of gratitude is the best thing to have right now. But today uh, is going to be pretty short. We're going to kind of revisit the last talk of our post pandemic parallels. Um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of peas there, a lot of alliteration. Uh, <laughs> and um, because there was a lot of fruit, a whole, a, a lot of good fruit from the uh, pandemic times of questions that I received to my inbox back in the days of uh, constructing the beast, the original uh, pa uh, podcast. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I, I was asked quite a few of questions that had similar connotation to it. Um, some repeat questions, but a lot of them are still applicable to a lot of people uh, today, even if they're not suffering the same from uh, how isolated it was during uh, the global pandemic, right? With facilities closing down, businesses closing down, gyms closing down. And at one point, I believe people were forced to stay in the house. So, I mean, that caused a lot of people to get resourceful. That caused a lot of people who weren't prepared for that sort of mentality to prepare uh, in, in order to put themselves in a position where they could survive, right? So I think that it was both good and uh, bad, depending upon how you how you look at it. But I think all in all, it gives a certain perspective, right? It allows people to see uh, where some areas maybe need some work. <laughs> and and I think one of those areas that we truly highlighted that a lot of the questions I were asked was this idea of, of isolation and, and how to uh, basically cope in, in that sort of environment. And I'm no one's therapist. I'm not a life coach. I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. So it is not my place and it's not within my scope to give you that direct advice, right? I can use evidence and use personal and professional studies in order to say, hey, this is suspected to generate this sort of outcome. But again, they are all just guidelines. So what works for someone, what's, what's worked for me may not work for you. But one of the benefits of experiencing COVID from a physiological standpoint is it forced us to begin to implement different modalities in order to generate specific outcomes. Because a lot of people were restricted to not having the gym or having a facility or having just a decent set of weights. Uh, fortunately, I <laughs> was uh, a, a scavenger and managed to uh, find a bunch of weights and build like a, a pseudo garage gym beforehand. So during the during this time, I still got the chance to experiment with a lot of these different uh, modalities and different protocols that were unconventional towards normal facilities. Uh, but even before then, I had some experience with just like body weight training 
and uh, doing things outside of the normal scope and practice of what one could, what one would consider exercise. And the reason why I would do this is because I, I feel like it's important, right? The in- environments always change, and you never know where you're going to end up. Especially when uh, I, during my t- my tenure in the military, there were locations in the world where we would go where there was no there was no gym i mean you didn't have that option i mean these places were either poor or the idea of fitness hadn't reached uh into a commercial household in that area so there was there was no funding nor was there uh, any backing towards any of those facilities so you could be going to a location and i have gone to locations where they don't exercise they may do some outdoor activities and exercise may be a part of their work, which like physical activity. So walking to work or doing some the pull-ups on a, a beam or something like that, right? But they they don't really have a true understanding of the impact uh, uh, from a macro scale of wellness or for physical activity for exercise, right? That's definitely more of like a, a developed second world or first world mentality. So because of this, <clears throat> I had to learn how to adapt in these situations uh, well before COVID uh, and the effects of COVID-19 even even happened. And one thing I learned is that it is very possible and plausible in order to maintain uh, your, your physicality or, or maintain just your discipline and your dedication to your craft when you don't have the same access to uh, those those modern facilities. Um, because I, I think one of the pieces of equipment that really showed me uh, how effective uh, uh, an exercise protocol outside of a, a fitness facility could be is TRX. And if those of you who don't know what a TRX is, is basically a series of nylon straps with um, some sort of uh, I don't know what type of metal it is, but metal hooks and things at the end that's to, that allows you to wrap around like jurors or, or sorry, <laughs> acronym, military vehicles or, or very, or, or heavy vehicles where you wouldn't be able to wrap around a tree, places in the desert that don't have bars or anywhere that you would really feel comfortable really being out in the open doing stuff like this, where you could wrap it around your vehicle axle or around the top of the top part of the vehicle or, or just some sort of sturdy bar. And you'd be able to do like pull-ups or like push-ups or like chin-ups and uh, body weight squats and stuff like that. And I think that really revolutionized not only uh, the the actual equipment side of, of resistance training, but the mindsets behind it, right? Because it showed us that like, look, look, there's a lot of science that went into this that makes it possible for us to still stay in combat ready physical shape um, in the field. So <clears throat> I think that's something to be said. And if that same thing can be applied to a combat ready scenario or combat ready field setting where you may not see uh, a commercial facility for two, three, four weeks at a time, then why can't the same thing be applied to uh, someone who may be stuck in the house? And that was basically my solution to this uh, to this question, this idea of like, can I still maintain my goals, even though I'm restricted to not having a gym or a proper facility? And the answer is absolutely. Um, but I think the the primary objective and I'm sure I've said this before, the, the number one go- the number one thing that someone has to do is identify what their goal is. <clears throat> 
Because whether or not you have a facility or not, or have access to a facility or have access to uh, a variety of equipment, defining your goal is going to put you in the best possible position in order to get towards wherever you 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 want to go. And, that, and that's sounds very cliche, but that's pretty much the, the same answer for anything you want to do. And that's not just fitness, whether that be in business, in your profession, in your craft, in just normal work, in, in your relationships. I think you have to set a goal and define really what that is going to look like. But especially with physiology <clears throat> and human performance and the interaction of the human body, because you can't just expect to just do a bunch of stuff and then see a result. You can do a bunch of stuff and you're going to see some sort of changes and some sort of responses because that's how uh, the human physiology parameters work. But it may not be what you want it to be. So defining that goal outright is going to get you at least in, in the proper direction. And what that path to that or in that direction looks like, obviously, is, is there's going to be some changes. But there are founda foundational principles that have been paid by very, very smart, um, hardworking and dedicated individuals uh, for decades before our ability to understand this right now. <clears throat> so. When it comes to if it is possible, the answer is absolutely. You do not have to uh, go to a facility in order to make these things happen. But with that does come its limitations, right? Because one of the things that we have talked about is this idea of leverage and how muscle, specifically skeletal muscle, is developed in the way it is mostly developed, like strength, power, output is by overcoming resistance of a held load. So moving actual physical weights, whether that be dumbbells, barbells, cables, or whatever it may be, it has you have to move against something. And one of the most fascinating things that I really noticed throughout like some of the photos from COVID um, is uh, people can get really creative. And a lot of people were using like lamps, they were using dressers, they were using uh, bed frames, um, they were using like <laughs> what they called prison style workouts where, you know, you're, you don't have the same amenities that you would in, 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 you know, everyday life. So you, you got to make it work, you know? And I think that says a lot about people's mentality and their dedication to their goals, because if, if you're willing to do that in the house, just so you can maintain, um, some sense of consistency or some sense of discipline, then no one truly has an excuse as to why they're not going to a, a commercial facility if they have access to it, or why they're not at least getting up and moving for like 30, 30 to 45 minutes a day. Right. I, I, I just, I, I just have to say that there, there's no excuses. <laughs> so if someone can do that, if someone can wrap up a bunch of towels and, and put water jugs on their bed and use that as like uh, bicep curls, then man, that come on, <laughs> like, like you, we're only limited to our creativity and imagination, right? Which is it, which is endless possibilities. But with that being said, there that should be translated to this question of is it even possible? Is is it possible for me to be able to focus on my goals or maintain my goals if I don't want to go to a commercial facility? And if you don't believe in absolutes, if you don't believe in foundational principles, at least entertain the idea of using your creativity and your imagination to get closer 
to, to what it is that you want to do, because people have done that many times before. The reason why we're able to understand these mechanisms and the different portions of human physiology is because someone had to first believe something in their mind and imagine it before they could even see it in person. And when they challenged it, maybe what they figured out physically is not what they imagined mentally, but it did generate or, or yield some sort of result, which then they are then able to work on that. And the same thing applies for anybody who's listening to this right now, who feels like their goals may not be achievable or who may not have the courage in order to go to the gym yet to go to a facility where they're going to be looked at, where they're going to be judged, you know, where they might not know what people are thinking, but all that's normal, right? All, all that's just part of the process. And when you get to a point that it is for you, just understand that <clears throat> your dedication to that craft is going to override all of those thoughts. It's going to override the thought of, you know, is this person looking at me? Am I doing this right? Like it, th none of that matters. What matters is that you're showing up, putting in the work and staying dedicated to one of the greatest gifts that humans could ever receive. And until next time, stay durable, my friends.